0: hello everyone and welcome to the sgpn fantasy football podcast you know i like to punish myself you know because i'm a bartender you know i pick the sunday morning time slot because you know I, I bartend late saturday nights and you know i feel like getting up early rocking this you know i know it's a little bit later for you east coasters i'm joined by justin bruni our fantastic editor-in-chief at the sgpn fantasy football podcast how you doing today
1: Doing good, doing good. I, I know it's Sunday. I mean, it's a little bit later for me, a little bit more early for you. But you know, this is a uh, this this is a day that we get on our knees and pray to our religion. The yes, NFL, absolutely. let's go. Yep,
0: Sun, Sundays I have off in the restaurant business but due due to religious reasons. Uh, <laughs> I do this, you know. So I, during football season, but I just continue it yeah. on during the off season. This is my Saturday. You know, this is me kicking off my weekend. I uh, I have off Sundays and Mondays, So nice. happy to be here, ready to talk some free agency. But before we do that, I am just going to sh- give a shout-out to WinBet. Win really quick. They bring you the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-day parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. All right. Like I was saying, we were going to be talking about some free agency. It is right around the corner. So I figured we'd dive in, do some positional analysis. Everybody mm-hmm. starting off with the quarterbacks. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's 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 a little bit, you know, the quarterback's not an exciting. It's not a Russell. You know, Russell Wilson got traded and everything. I don't anticipate mm-hmm. any giant moves like that. But we do have some big names on the slate here. Maybe starting off with Daniel jones um Mm -hmm. you know of course it's not typical that first round quarterbacks that you know coming off a great year hit the market like this but the giants clearly were surprised with how well daniel jones played last year um yeah and he had a fantastic year you know um it was what do we have here uh commanding praby north of 45 million dollars it was reported but then that was Mm -hmm. maybe you know rumored maybe not to be the case after the fact you know Bruni, do you have any any thoughts on Daniel Jones? I know you know he's rumored to maybe go back to the Giants, maybe on the franchise tag. Right. But you know, there's he's certainly going to have. Yeah, some I other mean, unfortunately
1: well. to lead, to lead off here. Yeah, unfortunately to lead off here, I have a pretty bland take that he's most likely going back to the Giants. I think that him and Brian Dable were obviously a good match last season, and I feel like it may be difficult for him to kind of replicate the type of season he had this year with another team so i do have giants at the top of my list but i do have some you know dark horses that i think could still be in play a la the afc south they need some qbs down there texans titans um, colts now i expect the uh, texans and colts to address the quarterback position in the draft but do they want dan jones to kind of come in and maybe you know fill the gap while they coach up a, a young qb not so sure I, not the plan that I would go with, but that's a very quarterback hungry division. Um, those are like my my dark horses. after the Giants though, I do like the Packers and the Panthers. I think those are offenses that he would fit well in. Both teams have kind of turned into like run first committed offenses. So I feel like he could play well into those uh, combinations. Obviously, we would need Aaron Rodgers to leave. We would need the panthers to, you know kind of get a little bit more aggressive with the quarterback market. and they've been, a little bit more quiet as of recently, I feel like. But uh, again, they're going to need to get into the mix. So, again, I think it's the Giants, kind of a bland, boring take there. I do think that they're probably going to tag him and just get a more, you know, a, or a better feel, I should say, of, you know, what he can do in year two in the Dable offense. If he takes a big leap forward, great. Then he'll get a, you know, a bigger extension next summer, probably higher than the 45 million that he's asking. So, again, not a very sexy pick, but I think it is the right pick.
0: Yeah, you know, I I agree. You know, it's it's hard to it's you know it's nearly unheard of for the for you know a team to let go of a quarterback you know ascending young quarterback like that that they drafted in the first round in free agency no less. So you know, I I anticipate them to tag me. You know, and that's the smart decision. um You know, Daniel Jones has only shown us what he can do really for one year. You know, he's had his moments in the first couple of years. You know, he was a Turner. You know, I. He's mm-hmm. a fumbling machine. You know, that's what I, that's what I've referred to as Daniel Jones. That I, you know, Josh Allen had some of the little Daniel Jones in him a little at, at the end of last season. Um, but, you know, he fixed that this year. He fixed up the turnover issues. He played really smart, especially, you know, considering the wide receivers he was thrown to, you know, I think he does deserve a chance to see what he can do maybe with some improved wide receiver core. And, you know, there's no reason to think he can't be, you know, really be a successful fantasy quarterback. He had over 700 rushing yards last season. and he, And, you know, we know that's a cheat code in fantasy football. So, you know, even if his, uh, passing numbers are pitch tape, you know kind of pedestrian you know he's locked in for a good a great fantasy role so i'm excited to see what he can do this year but i do agree it is smart for the giants to franchise tag him to see what he can do one more year do you see that can you know do you see that su- success sustaining going forward you know he didn't have many wide receivers like we were saying last year but you know we've seen fluky years you know we've just seen you know maybe Quarterback just have their you know day, and then maybe you know some film gets them figured out and everything. So you see the success continuing, especially if he returns it to the Giants.
1: Yeah, I mean they have a ton of cap space, so even if they spend yeah. <clears throat> enough to tag him, they should have enough to still bring back Saquon and probably add a piece to the offense, whether it be a tight end, whether it be a receiver. But I mean, they're kind of a poor, rich man at, at the receiver position. You know, they've got Isaiah Hodgins. Uh, Darius Slayton had a nice reprise last last year. He had a nice little, you know, little bounce back season. Um, I'm interested to see what they do with the tight end position. I think that's something that they could dr- address in free agency that'll be far more uh, captivating to their roster than, say, you know, restarting at quarterback, having Brian Dable have to, you know, re- completely start from scratch with a brand new quarterback. Um, so I think that they could be in into that market. And, yeah, I see this team taking a step forward. I mean, it was just year one with Brian Dable at the helm, uh, better and simplistic play calling that minimized uh, turnovers and you know just produced a more efficient offense for Dan Jones and the Giants. So, yeah, I, I feel like the project is going well so far, and they're probably going to continue to take, uh, take another step forward in this division.
0: I, I, I tend to think you're right, and I'm I'm hoping so because I've, I've sent out some offers for Daniel Jones. I've got him for, you know, I mm-hmm. think I sent out the – I think I sent out the one ten or one nine or one ten a week or two ago, and I got Daniel Jones. And I'm willing to buy him at that least first round price. You know, maybe even pushing into that one seven, one eight pick. Getting a little pricier than that makes me feel a little nervous. Uh, I don't know if he. You know, I would put him. You know, above Anthony Richardson in a draft, probably. You know, especially when we don't have that draft capital yet, just in a vacuum. Right this second, definitely ahead of Will Levis. Um, you know, I don't know if he's in that Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud though territory yet. So. We will see what happens. You know, it will. I'd likely see him returning to the New York Giants, though. You are correct. Next up here, I have Derek Carr, who is a new free agent. You know, uh, unexpected, you might say, especially when Josh McDaniels came to town last year. We thought, you know, Derek Carr might have his best season to date. But um, that was not the case. Despite finishing 11th in pass attempts, pass attempts, he was 19th in fantasy points points per game. Four straight years as a kind of a low-end, middling quarterback, too you know only really valuable in super flex leagues passing you know passing touchdowns always kind of an issue you know and that didn't change last year with Devontae Adams poor under pressure and you know he had a solid solid supporting cast last year so you know he's kind of you know I've seen some Jets and Saints rumored recently is there a place that you see Derek Carr you know you know as you know getting over this quarter middling quarterback two hump you know maybe getting to quarterback one or do you see kind of this no matter where he lands
1: No, I mean, I think that he's in a very good situation right now to pick, obviously, where he goes. He's going to be able to, you know, kind of tailor the situation to best suit his abilities and, you know, what he can do on the field. We've already mentioned the Saints and the Jets, obviously. He's visited those places. He's been in the building. He's been talking with them. So they should probably be towards the top of the list. I don't love those locations, those landing spots for him. I prefer the Falcons. I think that's a very good situation for him in in Atlanta. They still have the eighth pick that where they could build around him and attack the draft. Um, You know, if they want to be very aggressive, they could go after a top receiver or move back and take, you know, um, a position player that they feel is going to be available. But I like that start. Drake London, Kyle Pitts, even Tyler Algier. I don't think that it feels like they may not be going shopping for the running back position. Maybe they go out and get Derek Carr and another receiver. They also have a ton of cap space. And I feel like they're a move or two away on defense, you know, from really pole vaulting up the division, which shouldn't be that hard. Like, I feel like this division should be sought out by Derek Carr. It's pretty favorable. The Bucks just won with an eight and nine record, you know, and that, that team has their quarterback retiring. So the Bucs were the, the next team I had behind them. And again, like, I believe that the the, the Jets and the Saints are players here. Like, they're going to be active, but everybody knows those teams. So I got the Falcons and the Bucks behind uh, the Jets and the Saints, just because I feel like those situations are very good. Obviously, with the Bucks, you still have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. I mean, I, I know everyone's, you know, pooping on Leonard Fournette, but he still finishes in RB2. <laughs> they've got Rashad White there. He's up and coming. Like, they've got some good weapons down there. Um, I'm not sure, you know, about the maybe the push forward for Kate Otten, but, you know, they have a very interesting offense. I don't, Russ Gage, I didn't even mention him, right? Like, they have some depth there. So that's that's a favorable landing spot. I like the Falcons. Really, that whole division. Give me anywhere in the NFC South. I think is a good spot for him.
0: And, and we know Derek Carr likes warm weather. He is notoriously poor in cold weather conditions. And mm-hmm. yeah, the NFC South would, would do him favors there. Yeah, I, I, I don't. know. I didn't know. mention
1: Carolina, but like, does that do they feel like a player for you for for Derek Carr? They they haven't felt like it, they're. It, it doesn't like, again, feel like, like, like been in those conversations.
0: It doesn't feel like that's the draft. It feels like they're going to get a young quarterback if they're going to do it. it. doesn't feel like it doesn't you know, they don't feel necessarily like next year is going to be their year. So, I, I, you know, Derek Carr feels like more of like a you know, kind of a bandaid, you know, maybe if you're the Falcons, you might take that route. If, if you're not impressed with Will Levis or Anthony Richardson mm-hmm. with the eighth pick and you don't feel like moving up in the draft at all. Um, you know, I think I still think that's a possibility for the Falcons as well. But, yeah, you know, I just don't see. Any situation, you know, I I like that for the situation for the Falcons pack, for Pitts and Drake London. I think some consistency in that offense would be good for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't love it for Garrett Wilson and the Jets. I don't know if that improves his stock at all. And yeah, I just don't see it any place that Derek Carr, you know, any of these landing spots he goes where he's more than he was last year. I just don't see him getting past that quarterback two hump. You know, productive super flex quarterback. You know, you're fine putting him in that super flex position, but he is not going to win you any leagues.
1: Let me Next. let me ask you this to the to the Bucks. Who would you prefer? Because I've heard this name floated around the the Buccaneers. Uh, Carson Wentz or Derek Carr? Like for your Chris Godwin and your Mike Evans stock, who would you prefer? Go there.
0: Probably, probably Carson Wentz. You know, I just feel like you know he he's going to be a little bit more willing. To you know heave it up to Mike Evans a little bit I just you know uh especially Mike Evans I feel like would do better with Carson Wentz Chris Godwin a possession receiver would probably do well with either one you know you might even say he would actually do better with Derek Carr but overall I think Carson Wentz a little bit more prolific would probably be a little bit better in that offense but Mm -hmm. then neither of those are attractive options
1: that's on that's what I'm saying like at the end of the day these guys are gonna land on new teams. They're going to be starting quarterbacks week one, and we're going to have to adapt to those situations with the other pieces around them. Right. So.
0: We will see. Yeah. This is going to be a little bit of a carousel. This offseason. now I've been saying, you know, I think the bucks maybe should just go with trash, see what they got. And then, you know, not, you know, not, you know, not push their cap strapped issues right. down the line anymore. I think they need a little bit of a reset. Take this year as a rebuilding year and come back strong in 2024.
1: But if they're rebuilding, don't, wouldn't that be more likely for them to dish off of Mike Evans, Leonard? Yeah, Farnett? that's
0: what I was going to say. You know, uh, yeah. Fournette and Mike Evans, maybe don't you know, fit into that mold. So maybe they move off of those two. Uh, mm-hmm. Chris Godwin, you know, should be good for the foreseeable future. You'd be, you know, you could hang on to him. Right. Baker Mayfield is the next man I have up here. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know if he has, you know, I don't know if he has much besides, you know, deep super flex leagues, you know, in a spot start or, you know, if you're strong everywhere else, you're starting Baker Mayfield in the super flex spot. But, you know, he had a strong, you know, he had was very productive, you know, game manager for the Rams last year, you know, brought some steadiness to the offense when it was a disaster after, you know, just Mike Matthew Stafford wasn't healthy and the offense, just wasn't performing. Yeah, you know, shorter pocket passer, you know, not super mobile, not going to add anything with his legs. So his fantasy, you know, his fantasy value, you know, probably isn't that great, like we were saying, but he's a capable super flex starter. 31st in QBR though, last year, 29th in yards per attempt, 18th in accuracy rating, you know, playing good is relative to, to, for Baker Mayfield here. So he's going to be on a French starter, you know, somebody might bring him in, you know, just for as a bridge quarterback somewhere. Uh, Some of those names teams that I've seen Steelers as a backup, to Kenny Pickett and the Saints, and then coming back to the Rams as a backup as well. But is there any destination? Maybe you see him, you know, maybe the Tampa Bay or anything like that. Maybe making a play for Baker May- May- Baker Mayfield, bringing him in as a potential starter.
1: Nope, he cleared waivers, meaning no one wanted him. No one wanted him for free, right? So the Rams got him. I think he stays there. The dark horse that I have, other than the Rams, is Miami. I think him and Mike McDaniel's. I think they get along. I think that they need a better backup than Teddy Bridgewater and Skylar Thompson. They obviously showed that last year, and a backup role. I could see him going down to Miami. I think him and Mike McDaniels would have a, a lot of fun calling plays on the sidelines. Hold your th- clipboard. Two short scruffy guys, you know, getting Smoking together.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love it. All right, perfect. That's that's great. I, love, <laughs> I can I can see it now. Uh, you know Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I mean he had. I, I think he's a capable backup quarterback in this league. I don't think he's right. going to be a starter anywhere other than maybe spot starts or a bridge quarterback down the line here. But I think I gotta, that's
1: probably smart. I got to ask you, me and me and uh, a Rob, we got a we got a side bet. I got Marcus Mariota as a Week One starter. I, this is a prop bet that I won last year. I won last year, and I picked it like kind of around similar time frame, like right before free agency. I said. Marcus Mariota will be a starter NFL Week One. Who is more likely to be a starter Week One, Marcus Mariota or Baker Mayfield?
0: You, I, we've had you asked me this. I know we, I know you asked me this at some point, but Did I'm I? gonna, I'm gonna go with. Oh, I'm, I get, I'm, I'm gonna go Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield is a more likely starter. I, I know you, I know you said Marcus Mariota. I just don't. You know, the way he ended last year so mysteriously, just kind of disappearing from the Falcons. I, you know, I know oh, he, he, kind of made he,
1: he quit. Yeah, <laughs> he's, that's he's said. he <laughs> said, Screw you guys. I'm going home on the you IR. Like,
0: <laughs> he's not good enough to do that. Marcus Mariota is not good enough to be like, I'm too good to be the backup quarterback here. You know what I mean? So I just don't, I, I just don't see him walking into good standing anywhere, right. you know, starting quarterback. You know what I mean? So unless yeah, he maybe went, that's the case unless he goes somewhere like the fal the uh not the falcons the arizona cardinals where kyler murray may not be back week one now that's a possibility Mm -hmm. i could potentially see that but i don't see him unless the starters like shell back to the titans back to tennessee and that'd be smart ryan tannehill could get benched at some point this year so yes you were traded or or traded Mm -hmm. um so, you know, signing up with a poor quarterback somewhere is not a bad choice, you know, to, you know, Miami Dolphins, you know, to uh, with those injury concerns, not a bad choice mm-hmm. either. We will dive into my last quarterback here I have up, though, Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, this is my, uh, you know, one of my, probably my second most intriguing option, I think, here, you know, possible destinations, Raiders, Houston, Buccaneers, Jets. You know, mm-hmm. he's just, I think he's a starting caliber quarterback in this league with a bad injury history, unfortunately. He was fourth in yards per attempt last year, uh, second in pressurized completion percentage. Um, still just was 16th in QBR, low end quarterback, too, for fantasy purposes. And, but, you know, I'm um, capable of playing up to the situation, I would say. So, uh, you know, I think somebody's going to bring, uh, you know, he's, he's going to be a starter somewhere, I would think. You know, I think he's going to take up one of these big name spots here, you know, whether that be the Jets or the Bucks. Something like that, you know. Do you have a favorite? Do you have do you have a favorite? Spot you just at all? you
1: just nailed them on the head, buddy. Bucks, Jets. That's what I wrote down. Bucks,
0: Jets. Okay. I
1: did. Yeah. I mean, I I did write down the Colts as well, but it's, again, it just feels like that's a position they're prioritizing at the top of the draft. No reason to have you know Jimmy Garoppolo come in and compete with a guy that's just going to take over the job and at, at minimum a year. You know, if they don't do it right away. So I think the Colts are a good pick just because. Um, like that area is, is very close to, you know, he's he's from Illinois, but he played for Eastern Illinois, Eastern Illinois and in, in Indianapolis. They're very close. He has, you know, kind of a following in that area. So and uh, better on taxes as well. Certainly, certainly keep more of your money than playing for the Jets. Um, but the Bucks also fit into that as well. They are a non uh, income tax state as well. So the Bucks, I feel like, are a good situation because I personally don't believe that they're moving forward with Kyle Trask. That's just coach talk, you know, that they're just, you know, they're, oh, we're good. We're fine. We don't need to sound desperate when it comes to making trades, making deals with free agents that are going to be more expensive. Like I feel like they are going to be more timid in the market. They're not going to be very aggressive whatsoever. So where others are going shopping for, Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers, um, you know, the Bucks will go shopping for Jimmy Garoppolo, Carson Wentz type of type of level.
0: Okay. I, I like that. You know, I'm not, I guess the, my one concern about Jimmy is I, d- I don't know if he like anywhere he goes where he elevates the situation, maybe to the Falcons oh, yeah. where, you know, it's where maybe with the Falcons, you know, it's a little bit better for them, but you know, I don't mm-hmm. see, I don't see him going to the Bucs and improving the fantasy outlook of, you know, the team of, then right. I don't see him going to the Jets and improving the outlook of Garrett Wilson, so that that's my concern. But I do think he is a super flex starter, not a, a quarterback you're going to be considering in one quarterback leagues, but valuable in super flex leagues. And if, you know, I think he's probably go, going probably at a really good discount right now. You know, if you're in a mm-hmm. dynasty fantasy football league, send out maybe a mid second, late second for him. You probably got a starter on your team. Before we dive into the running backs, really quick, I just want to give one more. Quick shout out to our pals over at WinBet. WinBet is the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-day parlays, a, aka WinBets, build your own bet. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, get $100, limited to state availability. And, of course, if you hit the biggest long-shot parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we send you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play-through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Also, going to shout out the SGPN merch store. The SGPN merch store continues to add new items to the store every day. Or head over to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com to get your friends shirts, hats, sweats, and hoodies. I've been a big fan of the hoodies lately. I'm not a hat guy. You know, I, I don't like to put a hat over this hair. Never have, really. You don't look like a hat guy either, Justin. I don't see you wearing too many hats. No,
1: I need you a are. Hat, bro, this thing is. This thing. Is I seen like, like
0: the. I've seen like the 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 bandana that you have on a lot of your pods. Sometimes that's fun. Yeah, that's but fun.
1: no, it's 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 no good, man. Like I need I need a haircut like yesterday or a week ago. Yeah, it's it's too long. So a, a lot fresh. of days, man. I wake up, man. You know, I I don't want to put the maple syrup in my, up in my hair like this. You know, I just got to throw on a hat. You know,
0: I've never you know I've never been a hat guy. Um, so I I'm a big fan of the hoodie. So check those out on the SGPM merch store. With that, we will dive into the running backs. First man up here. Leading off the class, uh, you know, Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. The, the, one of the most talented, if not the most talented running back in the league. You know, free agent, you know, with an injury history. He means a lot to the Giants, though, and that's kind of, you know, is it is it a good idea to spend a lot on the running back position? Maybe not. But Saquon Barkley is kind of as a team leader. It means a lot in the locker room. You know, do, do the Giants feel pressure to bring back Saquon for that reason? Um, Packers. Uh, not Packers. I have the Patriots, Bears, and Texans as potential, you know, de- other destinations for him, uh, you know, commanded a huge opportunity last year. It was actually healthy. Um, you know, not overly, you know, he's never been an overly efficient runner, you know, and the op- G- Giants offensive line was a lot better last year. And he's, he's just never, you know, he's kind of a boomer bust runner, just, just 21 and breakaway run weight last year. And the receiving work just decreased a little bit. So, um, extremely talented, but sometimes makes some questionable decisions when he's running the ball a little bit. And we saw that receiving work decrease a little bit last year. I still think he's an elite fantasy running back. I still have him as a top five dynasty fantasy running back. Mm -hmm. Um, However, uh, you know, there's his concerns with the injury history and um, the efficiency metrics. You know, do you see, you know, is, is that sustainable anywhere he has going forward? You know, is there a destination that is, you know, particularly good or particularly poor for him?
1: The best landing spots for Saquon Barkley will not get him paid. So he can easily get himself into any offense where he can be that guy, where you can just check him for a top five running back season. But again, that's not going to get him paid. If he wants a top five running back season, he can go to the Chiefs, no problem on a discount. He can go to the Bills on a discount. He can go to any prolific offense in the NFL and be a top five guy. Now, where is that going to fit where he can be that good and also get paid what he's worth? And there's only two teams I have, and that is the Giants and the Bears. The Bears have been a run-first offense. They've put up more points last year than they probably put up in the three years prior combined. Their offense was prolific. Their defense was not. Saquon doesn't play defense. So that should be fine to bring him in, but I still think it's between the Bears and the Giants. The Bears have the most cap space, The cap is going up. I'm not sure if that's already happened or not. If that boost has come in, if it does, after you know, today or some point in the upcoming weeks, then the Bears are gonna be over a hundred million dollars in available cap and they will be able to offer him a ridiculous contract. Now, it's really just to me, you know, what happens with Dan Jones? I think that's the big thing because I feel like Saquon, you know, and Brian Dable and Dan Jones obviously they showed they're a good tandem, you know, last season, The, the offense was better. Saquon was a huge, huge part of that. Now, are they going to give him what he's worth? I think they do. I I think they do, and I think it's really just going to be a bidding war between the the two teams and, you know, Saquon Barkley's agent, it's time to work, buddy. Like, you know, time to get the the biggest haul that you can because this money is, you know, it's generational type of stuff for Saquon Barkley, you know what I mean? Like, his kids' kids' kids are going to eat off of this money, so I think he's going to make the decision that's best going to behoove himself. He's already had years where he's put up monster numbers I think he's going to go get the check
0: as a running back you probably should uh, you know no one's counting your Super Bowls as a running back typically and as you know that then obviously money is a lot more scarce than most positions so I I think that's probably smart to go ahead and get that money if you're Saquon Barkley uh, you know the one one thing I would question is you know just with a running quarterback you know acquiring and spending so much money on a running back is, is that smart in today's day and age, you know, to kind of create such a run centric mm-hmm. heavy, you know, offense where you're going to be running? So you're going to feel pressure to give Saquon Barkley 20 rushes a game. Right. And then Justin Fields is going to be running too. You know, is that sustainable in today's NFL? You know, obviously, maybe the Bears don't plan on getting to the playoffs next year, you know, in. The Eagles have done a good job at that. But, you know, how do you like that? You know, how, how do you see that for the Chicago Bears, Bears offense?
1: Well, I think it's actually an important aspect to have. I think especially if you look at today's NFL, I think you look at some of the rushing quarterbacks and you're just like, man, what if they what if they had another threat in the backfield? You look at Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders this year. Look at the year that Miles Sanders has. I know we're going to be talking about him pretty soon here. He had double digit touchdowns after coming off a one touchdown season like Obviously, Jalen Hurts leaping forward was hugely impactful to his value and his production, right? And you still, again, look at that Eagles offense, which I think is kind of like, you know, a very good blueprint for what the Bears could do this year. You have that QB1 that's going to take that immense leap forward in the passing game. You now bring in some more weapons to surround him to, you know, make the offense a little bit more simplistic. I'm not saying for the Bears to go hire Nick Sirianni by any means, but, you know, get you that big, that big, um, you know, possession receiver like an A.J. Brown, get that field opener like a Devontae Smith. And right now, free agency is just looming with all these opportunities. And that's why I think this, like, because both quarterbacks, Dan Jones and um, Justin Fields are running quarterbacks. Justin Fields is more of the run first guy for sure, right? Like, I think we would both agree that Dan Jones passing acumen probably just a smidge ahead of Justin Fields right now. Justin Fields, that's probably his biggest offseason opportunity is to develop the passing game. He'll still be running first a lot next year. Uh, he ran for was I think it was over 1200 yards this season. I just don't believe that that hurts. I think it only helps the offense when you have, you know, a dual-headed running game because let's say you let David Montgomery walk, then you have Saquon, you're still bringing back Khalil Herbert who, you know, the dynasty community is absolutely buzzing about, and then Justin Fields. That's a three-headed running monster. Now you add in another free agency wide receiver to the mix of Claypool, to Mooney, to even dare i say Cole Comment I'm you know I'm not I'm not driving that bus right now that's for sure but even Cole Comment like you 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 know put yourself in a very good position you know accumulating all those weapons and I still feel at the end of you know or at least the start on paper this year it'll be a better situation than the Giants because they may not they're not most likely going to aggressively pursue a higher end wide receiver if they're spending their money it's going to be on Dan Jones and it's going to be on Saquon but to the, the to the running question, like, I feel like it works like there's plenty of, um, you know, opportunities where we've seen this with uh, like Lamar Jackson. We've seen we saw what type of um, turnaround that brought to the running game and all the benefits that that offered their running back. So, I mean, literally like any one of their running backs is an RB1 any given week because the defense is always accounting for Lamar. So, like, Gus Edwards, J.K. Dobbins, any any week they could just absolutely break out because the defense is overcompensating for what they feel is the best runner.
0: Yeah, you know, I, and I also think any any improvement for the Chicago Bears offense around Justin Fields is, will be better for him. You know, yeah, you're going to have to spend that money somehow, so you put that money to use, and Saquon Barkley, you know, it's not
1: – Don't save it, please. Oh, my God, do not save that money. <laughs>
0: I mean, they legally – make like, there's a rule in the NFL. You have to spend almost all of it now. Like, so they have they – literally, they literally have to. So I wouldn't worry about it. You guys are going to get some good players, you know, I, you know, trading hopefully for a wide receiver for uh, Justin Fields, too, maybe potentially on the table. We will dive into Josh Jacobs, though, who is coming off of a 2,000-yard season. Who would have thought, you know, coming into the year, Josh Jacobs – I mean, I, it was ridiculous, uh, especially on underdog fantasy – Josh Jacobs going as the like the RB thirty at like, mm-hmm. like at one point awesome. was like, oh, what? like what like what why like how like I get it Josh Jacobs is wasn't sexy you know what I mean but this guy had finished as a top fifteen running back each year you know I was just scooping him up at every you know almost every underdog last year and it, and it really paid off
1: so, Hall of Fame game baby remember they made him play in the Hall of Fame and everyone and that lost was, that their was minds the yeah
0: that was the narrative so Samir White's team because of that and then it was like oh Amir Abdul is going to get receiving work over you know. <laughs> why like you th- like <laughs> why why would that why you know what i mean so um I, it didn't make much sense to me so i was a beneficiary of having josh jacobs on a good amount of teams last year um but yeah uh he does rumor to actually you know i was reading some reports you know the raiders and josh jacobs do have some uh mutual interest in getting something done uh, number one in rushing yards last year eighth in receiving yards you know we saw some of that alabama uh, receiving work coming back to us number three in fantasy points per game Uh, Yeah, so I see Josh, you know, Josh Jacobs. That was a career year, in my opinion, for Josh Jacobs. I don't know if we see 2,000 yards again. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I do think he's a very good running back, you know, maybe for another year or two. You know, he's not, you know, an incredible talent where I see him pushing into his late 20s. But I do think he has a lot of tread on those tires left. Very young running back still. Uh, But, yeah, the Raiders are a potential destination. I don't have, like, you know, it's, it's, it's a little, you know, I don't have another great spot. Uh, you know, the Bears, I guess, would be another potential destination. Do you have any uh, favorite potential spots? You know, one ones maybe that wouldn't be very good either. Least favorite spots, I guess, too.
1: He's getting tagged. He's not leaving. Okay. The Raiders. Okay. The Raiders are going to absolutely throw this dude under the bus because he just had this amazing season, like you would said, over two thousand all-purpose yards, right? And now, probably like the biggest opportunity for for him to like get a generational contract similar to what Saquon Barkley could demand on this market. He's going to get tagged, he's going to regress this season, and he's never going to get the window again. It sucks.
0: Yeah, that's what they, they – sh- I mean, running backs have to – I don't know. They need to fix the running backs uh, for the con- – you know, just like they they play this horrible position, you know, it's, it's pretty – it's very important on the football field, but it's just such an injury risk and they fall off. So I, and NFL teams get away with not paying anybody.
1: I am not an advocate of the franchise tag. I think it is the most ridiculous Yeah, it's crazy, right? It's the most ridiculous tool that they have, especially the situation that I just laid out. Josh Jacobs just had the best season he's probably ever going to have. He will not get paid for it. He's not going to, you know, make up for it financially, right? So, next, I mean, again, I guess they could let him walk, but why? Like, it for the Raiders, it makes sense to tag him. I don't like it, but it does from a business aspect. But we just saw what, like, the Packers just restructured a couple of contracts and freed up $28 million. That's a contract. That's a con- like that's two contracts, four contracts. Like what do you do? Like what are we talking about? It's so easy for these teams to just make money, poof, appear out of nowhere by just giving someone their signing bonus, just paying them ahead of time or restructuring literally half of a contract into a bonus. Like what? Like the rules that they're allowed to play with are just so fast and loose like i just don't know why they need I mean, a franchise tag
0: i mean you can yeah i mean they can kick they i mean they can kick it down the line to, yeah they can spread out a contract for over 10 years you know we'll pay this guy three, right. you know, $3 million against the cap for the next 20 years you know what i mean so they, they so, all do stuff like that so
1: so why do you need a franchise tag then when you can just poof make money appear like it, it doesn't make any sense it, it it's just a form of you know controlling contracts and not allowing players to have leverage i mean well Lamar Jackson getting tagged that's bullshit. Like the most important position, like bar none. Like if there was a rule change, that's the first position that gets taken off the list is quarterbacks for how important they are, the 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 health risk that they have to put themselves at. Like I'm sorry, we've never like yeah, we saw what happened with DeMar Hamlin, that was a freak accident, right? But look at like Joe Theismann, Alex Smith level injuries, you know what I mean? Like the only thing I could compare to those guys is maybe like Um, Johnny Knox of the bears. You remember when his like back bent, like literally in half, like in backwards, like an accordion, you know what I mean? Like it's a super dangerous position. Yeah. You can play it for a very long time. If you, if you do it right, if you stay healthy, you know, I I honestly just stay lucky, but like, that's a terrible situation to be in. And and obviously in like Lamar scenario, he's going to absolutely get taken advantage of because he's trying to represent himself. Like it's, so many advantages go to the owners. Like who's even running the NFL PA. Well, these days?
0: The, the, whoever does the, uh, you know, the negotiations every 10 years or so for the collective bargaining agreement, the NFL has the worst ones for, out of any of the major sports negotiations always. So, I mean, for the yes. NFL players, at least. So I do feel for him there, uh, you know, is, but so, I know you say Josh Jacobs just had his best year. You know where do you think he settled? You know where do you maybe see him in the dynasty landscape? You know where do you see him settling in? Is he still is he mid tier running back one, low tier running back one?
1: I think he's probably the back end RB one territory right now. Okay. I just think that there's just so many of these young weapons coming up. Like who would, I would rather have Bijan Robinson over him. Like oh, right, yeah, I yeah, Bijan yeah, Robinson's
0: my RB one.
1: Just on on the board, just RB one in dynasty.
0: RB one in dynasty. Absolutely. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. That's where I'm at with Bijan.
1: i was this aggressive
0: i was this aggressive with saquon years ago now that maybe you can argue that didn't pay off for me but i was i took saquon barkley at one four and a couple startups that year and you know i was very aggressive on him and people made fun of me um then that was the year that todd Gurley was going right beside him and odell beckham jr was still like the number one asset in uh fantasy football so you can say that didn't work out for me, but I'm in the same boat. Uh, the only players I would take in a one quarterback, there's a lot of quarterbacks. You know, I would take over Bijan Robinson and Superflex. Mm-hmm. One quarterback, I would take Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, maybe C.D. Lamb, maybe okay. I, I, maybe that's a C. that's C. a L. little that's rich it. for
1: me for for Ceedee, but I, I get it. He's really young. I get it. I like CD Lamb a lot. I
0: think, you know, past uh, those two top receivers, I think there's a large gap, you know, I think between those top two and the next player, but I do have CD up as my next guy there. Maybe yeah, even be John Robinson, depending on the landing spot. But With that, we will dive into my next player. You mentioned it before, Miles Sanders, uh, man, he had, he really tailed off. You know, it seemed like it was, we were going to see a real strong Miles Sanders year. You know, he was having a great fantasy season and he real just tailed off at the end of last year, really bad. Uh, playoff run uh, final five games including the three games in the playoffs never over a 41.5 percent snap share Uh, from weeks 15 to 18 his best fantasy finish was rb 37 Uh, yeah just you know wasn't used at the end of last year didn't didn't particularly fall off in any efficiency metrics or anything like that we just saw the offense just shift away from him a little bit Uh, so clearly he's probably not i know he's he's petitioned Philadelphia, you know, I don't care what you do with me, bring me back. Uh, that's what he's saying in media recently. But, uh, mm. you know, Miles Sanders, uh, you know, he probably will end up somewhere else. And I think that would be beneficial to him to end up somewhere else, uh, you know, just being, you know, getting out from the Philadelphia. You know, Philadelphia has never used him to his fullest capabilities. Uh, do you have any, you know, maybe favorite destinations and, you know, maybe where you see him fitting in the dynasty uh, fantasy football landscape?
1: Yeah, I definitely see him taking a potential potential. A team-friendly contract to stay in Philly. I think that should definitely be on the table. It doesn't feel like the Eagles are going to be, you know, super aggressive outside of the draft for a running back. I don't think that they're going to play the market. I think that they will draft their next running back. Um, it just, you know, do they want to bring in, you know, that running back to be a, uh, mixed in with Boston Scott and Miles San- or I'm sorry, and Kenneth Gainwell, or would they maybe let Boston Scott walk and you know bring back Miles Sanders on the cheap? That's what I would do, just because you had so much success with them in the offense last last season, and there's not going to be one running back that's just going to demand the ball, you know, with volume over the rest of them, including Jalen Hurts. Um, the only other destination other than Eagles that I put down was the Broncos. We've heard that Javante Williams could be uh, sidelined well into the start of next season, and I think that that situation is going to be very interesting. Uh, with um, Obviously, Sean Payton as a head coach, they brought in Joe Lombardi, I believe, now to be the offensive coordinator. I think that team is going to pass a lot, and I think that they could use Miles Sanders uh, well in a rotation. You know, whatever the rest of that rotation looks like with uh, Williams still sidelined, I just think that Williams and Sanders, once healthy, would make a very good tandem. And we've seen Payton utilize multiple running backs with efficiency in the past. I think that would be a good landing spot and uh, somewhere where he he could get you know a, a friendly contract. I
0: like all those picks. Uh, yeah. It, it, Denver would be very interesting with Sean Payton, a little bit of revamp, you know, supplementing. you know, Javante Williams likely won't be back at full strength most of next season. So yes, going in Denver and intriguing, you know, maybe the offense improves quite a bit. So but yeah, I see Miles Sanders as more. You know it's really desolate past the top like 20 like 18 running backs 16, you know 15 running backs in dynasty especially if you don't include the without including the rookie class so mm-hmm. you know he fits somewhere in that back end rb2 range which is you know that which isn't saying much actually in, in dynasty terms in my opinion you know right. um, i would you know he'll probably slide even further probably in rb3 territory as we include the rookies Agreed. so you know i see him you know maybe you know Worth maybe mid mid to late second in value, depending on where he lanes, You know, especially you know he's, he's not someone I you know you push to acquire right now. This isn't the time you acquire running backs like him. Wait a little bit more closer to the season, or you know if somebody you who's had willing's...
1: mentioned uh, the Patriots for Barkley that could make sense too for Sanders if they move on from Dame Harris. <laughs> I I could see him supplementing that role.
0: That would be that now that would just be. A, a dis- Ramondre stevenson torpedo you know that torpedo to his value just of course that's exactly what bill belichick would do i don't,
1: I don't think i don't think it does i mean I, honestly like i've been a little bit lower on Ramondre for like best ball so far just because yeah, he's only kind of,
0: 12 i yeah I yeah that's that there. seems
1: a little bit high i yeah i, I I'm, in, I'm in agreeance with you there um just haven't been very aggressive with him and i thought i was going to be like i was like i was kind of excited but You know, I've been drafting a lot of uh, like Travis Etienne at that same ADP over him. I'm a little bit more excited about that offense with the Jaguars. So I'd like to see some dominoes fall in New England before I start getting excited about, you know, the prospects of getting their guys.
0: We will see, you know, the Patriots love just ruining running backs' fantasy careers. That's what they do. But before we dive into the wide receivers, I am going to give a shout out to our friends over at Underdog Fantasy. We are also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog is your home for off-season NFL best ball drafts, but they also got you covered for a ton of other daily games, including NBA, NHL, and PGA. Underdog Fantasy is a great way to get down on your favorite player props if they're not available in your state. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. And we are back, everybody, for those listening to the podcast on other platforms. We just got done with some getting some other great shout outs. We also uh, you know, want to thank you for watching on YouTube and make sure to sub- uh, give us a subscribe. That would mean so much. It helps us continue continuing to bring you this show and everything. You know, if you listen to this on Apple, if you wouldn't mind giving us a five, uh you know, if, if you enjoy the show, giving us a five star rating and, uh, you know, writing a review, we would love that as well. We are very appreciative of you for all who have done that. Uh, but yes, we will dive into the wide receivers. Uh, you know, this is not an exciting wide receiver class. You know, there aren't a lot of names, unfortunately, for Justin Fields and your Chicago Bears. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, there there are some productive names here. Uh, I will lead off here first with Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, you know, coming off of productive year in kansas city 933 yards just three touchdowns though wide receiver 27 strong stretches of production strong uh, stretches of you know being in the background as well um my you know had a tapered off toward the end of the season wasn't having a great playoff run until the super bowl seven catches for 53 yards some big catches though so uh he did leave a you know, as, as a Kansas City Chief fan, he left a sweet taste in our mouth at the end of the season. We, we right. remember because of the Super Bowl, we remember fondly Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, not likely, you know, just being a possession slot guy, he's not likely to command a lot. That's just not what, what people pay for in the league. He's not mm-hmm. likely even to command a lot of money in free agency. However, uh, you know, he was very productive in Kansas City, you know, uh, kind of resurrected his career, as A.J. Brown alluded to with Patrick Mahomes, which is a funny, you know, a, quick side note if you haven't seen Juju Smith Schuster trashing uh that guy who held him mm-hmm. and online and then getting absolutely smoked uh by A.J. Brown online you know it's, it's worth checking out but um you know J- Justin you know Juju Smith Schuster I think we know what he is at this point that that those first couple years that first year at least was a fluke season playing with Antonio Brown and now you know he's more probably more of a wide receiver three kind of guy you know obviously mm-hmm. you know in my opinion his fantasy value coming back with Kansas City Chiefs would obviously be best for his fantasy value. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think that would be best for his value, and that's the first uh, team that I have on the list here. I think that they'll bring him back for another team-friendly contract, if not the same value, like $10 million. I, I think that's pretty fair off the season that he just had. A couple of other teams that I put down here were the Vikings and the Browns. Vikings, I feel like, are going to be a little bit more hungry at the position, but not willing to spend big money. Obviously, you have Adam Thielen on the way way down. I don't know how they That's feel about, I don't know how they feel about Jalen Naylor, about KJ Osborne. I like those guys. Like I've I've actually stacked them up on a couple of uh, dynasty teams just to kind of see what happens there. If they don't, you know, play the market whatsoever, I think that those names could be fruitful returns down the stretch of the season maybe not to start the year, but, you know, you wait for an injury to happen, like an Adam Thielen, Th- Thielen injury. Um, if something were to happen in their running game, you know, you have Madison, you know, most likely leaving for free agency. So if Cook was hurt, like, where do, who do they lean on, right? I feel like they could go more vertical. And I think Juju in general just would want to be in a pass-heavy offense. I think that's what he was pursuing when coming to Kansas City. So if, you know, the numbers aren't working with KC, I think Minnesota could be a decent value. And then, you know, this is uh, the revenge play going back to the AFC North going to the Browns i think that they could use some help at wide receiver i'm i'm not saying that it's a, like he'll be light years better than dpj by by any means but i think adding that depth like supplementing you know another like kind of veteran receiver for you know kareem hunt who i think is going to be on the way out I think would be a good idea for them. I think that they should probably play that market. And I think that Juju is kind of like an adequate target. Like um, another guy that I have on the Browns that we're going to be talking about is uh, Alan Lazard. I think both of those guys are kind of comparable to what they're going to demand contract wise. And teams don't have to like be overly aggressive trying to pursue them with contracts, right? Like, but they would be good fits in the, that type of offense.
0: I like that, especially the, the... Vikings pick. I like that one a lot, especially playing opposite Justin Jefferson. You mm-hmm. know, bringing, you know, playing, it kind of brings back Antonio Brown vibes. You know, playing opposite another elite receiver, you know, right. was very fruitful for Juju Smith Schuster in the past. He, you know, he'd be facing some softer coverage. That's a good pick. I like the Browns too, playing with elite quarterback just like Patrick Moore. We'll see. You know, Deshaun Watson, I call him that. just
1: like him. Just like, you know, he, he, <laughs> he was until he, he wasn't fits the mold. He fits the mold. He,
0: Deshaun Watson, you know, w- you know, that's for pod for another, you know, we, we could talk about that. that's a whole nother topic. We'll dive into another day, but I think he's in due for a bounce back. You know, he finished the QB <clears throat> five, three straight years. Right. Yeah. As uh, you know, we could talk about it, you know, just dis- discarding who he is as a human being. I think, you know, he's in for a bit, you know, a big fantasy year. Right. Uh, so you know, and you can probably get him at a poor human being discount in fantasy football leagues if that's if that's your flavor. So uh,
1: I do love me some uh, some discounts. I do love yeah, me some uh, some questionable decision making discounts.
0: I mean, I I mean, I I won't I won't I you know I don't, I don't want to make people mad, so I'm not going to smile when I say it or anything. But yes, you know, when when Tyreek Hill was going, when you could get Tyreek Hill, that I acquired Tyreek Hill for a third round rookie pick in multiple leagues.
1: What's that now? What's it?
0: a few years back. Remember when Tyreek Hill had, you know, those, his incident where, you know, uh, you know issues with his uh, significant other. Oh, know, right, so, right, 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 right. Uh, right. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, it was a couple of years ago when he was going to be a free agent with Kansas city. Uh, you know, he was going for that's nothing, awesome. literally nothing free agent fab dollars. I saw on leaks, you know,
1: that's uh, hilarious.
0: The I'm about NFL, to trade Tom
1: Brady for three bucks.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's probably good. Tom Brady. I don't think he's coming back. So you can probably get anything you can get for him, but yeah. Three um, bucks. yeah uh, the dynasty fans football community is quick to react. Uh, And then the NFL does not, you know, if it's a great player, the NFL's probably going to bring him back unless it was, you know, really, you know, we've seen what Deshaun, they're willing to do with Deshaun Watson, So I would be willing to bet, uh, you know, that he'll, he'll be getting back to normal those, uh, you know, at least, you know, low quarterback one numbers in my opinion. So we will see about that. Uh, But yeah, Juju Smith-Schuster, low end wide receiver three and our, you know, mid tier wide receiver three, in my opinion. Um, next up here, I have Jacoby Myers. Uh, yeah. Just, uh, just chugging along Jacoby Myers, you know, this was, was a seventh round pick or undrafted. Can't I don't remember. remember. Uh,
1: don't remember. yeah. One one of those
0: two, he was like a seventh round pick, or I think he was undrafted. I think he was an undrafted free agent. Uh, yeah. 25% target share last year, wide receiver, 28, 2022, wide receiver 30 in, uh, in 2021, 29th of fantasy points per game. Not a real, not a great athlete. Does you know kind of pretty poor athlete. In most measurables, but a very reliable target. Uh, Patriots, you know, it'd be, Patriots would be behooved to bring him back. They don't have a lot of weapons, but the Giants have also been a very uh, I've heard rumored quite a bit mm-hmm. that would be a nice target for Daniel Jones, especially considering who he was thrown to most of this year. You know, what what's your opinions? What do you know? Do you have any favorite spots landing spots for him? You know, what's your fantasy outlook for him as well?
1: My favorite spot. Most likely, he'll probably come back to the Pats. But if he was going somewhere else, I'd like the Ravens. I think he could be a star on the Ravens. Uh, very good fit for the run blocking scheme. Obviously, they're still going to run the ball a lot, similar to what he's been dealing with in uh, in New England. But I feel like he could be like the the top guy there. And I feel like going from Mac Jones to Lamar Jackson, it would be a breath of fresh air.
0: That's a, you know, that's an interesting one. I think that that's a great real life fit. I don't know if. Mm-hmm you know fantasy that you know i don't know if he's going to be super you know Lam- he'd be boom and bust you know a little bit with Lamar sure. jackson in well, my opinion
1: yeah yeah you know, um, i think we all we all want to see him go to the bills you know I, I, probably, i've heard yeah. that rumored as well
0: oh that, that would be interesting that would be a stab you know kind of a little division rival getting a stab in the back and mm-hmm. also again uh, upping a you know the bills are dying for another wide receiver you know gabriel mm-hmm. davis did not <laughs> step up behind stefan Diggs, so i know the uh, bills will be looking to upgrade that position this year uh, next up, I have uh, Al Nazard. Mm. Uh, yeah, just another guy, not not a great athlete, Productive had productive weeks that last year out of necessity, 34th in fantasy points per game, though, and immediately when Christian Watson <coughs> came back healthy at the end of last season, immediately became the wide receiver, one in the offense. Um, mm-hmm. He is quoted at saying he's excited to enter free agency. But the Packers are also. Um, I also just read that they are were talking about a new contract. So hmm, maybe, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I I did. I just read that this morning actually when I was doing a little prep for the show. Uh, mm-hmm. I noticed. I, I thought he maybe was on his way out the door, but I you know recent you know in the last day or two there's some uh, articles suggesting that Alan Lazard and, and the Packers are working on a contract. So you know that would surprise me. Yeah. I just same. don't. I just don't know if you know he's just. It kind of ended a little bit on a sour note, and you know how's how's it going to get better than with Aaron Rodgers in a completely wide open offense? You know what I mean? Right. So it's hard to see him getting better, you know, than his low wide receiver three. But yeah.
1: do you see any? Gonna, I'm you sorry, know I'm you, just trying to ponder to myself: what are they going to offer him? Like what? It, like I, I don't know. That's that's a very weird situation. I I was in the same same boat. Like I thought he was all but gone, yeah. and the, to to me, the only reason he would stay is if he goes to the the third option that I wrote down. I wrote down Bills, Browns, Follow Aaron Rodgers. That's the only way I could see him staying with the Packers if Aaron Rodgers stays and then he signs, you know, a team-friendly contract. Like
0: I don't think Rodgers loves him I don't, I don't think Rodgers really? is going to be like get me alan this art. Oh
1: you no, so? I don't, I think it's quite the contrary. They are they're like really good friends off the field. Yeah, like oh, they live together. I uh,
0: this yeah, is why brought Lizard... you on the show today.
1: Yeah, yeah, Alan Lazard lived with Aaron Rodgers, kind of like a la uh, A B and Tom Brady, A B and T B. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he lived with them when I think he was dating. That's how we do the measurables with Aaron Rodgers. Who who he was dating? What drugs he was on? Um,
0: he's he's, he's done pretty well, you know, when he was dating that the the actress. I think what it was, was
1: before her? the actress. I think it was just before. So her. She, I think she, it was. No, he I, was doing think, well.
0: He shouldn't let that one go. She, she, she's, a, she's a good actress, and you know. That yeah, but he was hanging around with Miles
1: Teller too much because of that crazy chick. So I was, I was out on that. Miles, you get Aaron Rodgers, 500 yards away from Miles Teller. Miles Teller's is an Eagles fan, and he is shitting on every fantasy football analyst because we're nerds and we don't have any passion for our home teams. Fucking psycho! Uh go lift some That's weights. Funny. You know what I mean? Uh, no, with, well, back to Alan Lazard here. Getting a little off off base here. Uh, I feel like, yeah, again, I I still feel like he's all but out the door. I I don't know what type of due diligence that they're going to do. Again, Alan Lazard. Let's say Aaron Rodgers walks like him. Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, a Jordan Love, and a run first offense. I don't love it. I don't I don't like that at all. I feel like if he goes to the two teams that I wrote down, the Bills or the Browns, who need a receiver that played in cold weather, and they get a guy that can play mediocre receiver and play in cold weather, match made in paradise.
0: Man, I'll tell you, it actually makes me. I actually, the the narrative you just told me that that Aaron Rodgers and Alan Lazard actually are really good friends and they they lived together for a while, is actually makes me even more discouraged on Alan Lazard because. He, we had the breakfast narrative, too. We had the we had the Cooper Cup-Matthew Stafford breakfast narrative with those two, and it still didn't work. Man, right. that, that's even more concerning. I'm even more out, out on Alan Lazard now than I was before. So I just Damn. don't see a scenario that, like, even if he went to the – he's not better than – I mean, I know Gabriel Davis. I, is he better than Gabriel Davis? I don't think so. I mean, maybe.
1: maybe. I don't think if, that he's better than Gabriel Davis, but Gabriel, Gabriel Davis is a deep threat receiver, right? His average uh, reception was, like, over 17 yards this season. He's They're a field breaker. You're right. yeah, yeah, exactly. He's a field breaker. He's absolutely better. And that's why he's, he, you know, he has a, a demand around this league. Like if they wanted to move him, it would, they would get a big haul because you and I have talked about this before. These field breakers are just huge in the NFL right now. Pass interference, opening up the deep ball, um, establishing, you know, just efficient targets um, at a lower yeah, ADOT. So right?
0: You have to take like a defender. You have to take one or two defenders. that 40 yards exactly. on with him, you know what I mean? Exactly.
1: So- but what they are in need of is someone that can, you know, clean up with a lower A dot, right? Like Stefan Diggs, yeah, he's their A1 guy, but we also saw a stretch of him going on a on a bad run down the the back end of the year, right? Like he was a little bit disappointing for folks folks, excuse me, that were trying to get in to the fantasy playoffs. He he did just fine in the fantasy playoffs, but, you know, for folks that were on the bubble, he was not very helpful. Um, I still think that, like you had already said, like they need somebody there again, like a, a Lazard, uh, even like a Brandon Cooks. Like these are guys that we know can play in cold weather and they can offer supplemental type of production. They don't need to be the best receiver when they come in, but they will be a good add to the playbook, the system, et cetera.
0: You know, yeah, it kind of fits that Juju Smith-Schuster, you know, kind of like just a possession guy who's not going to get a lot of money, but uh, yeah. So, you know, I think, you know, if he go somewhere good, he might have wide receiver three upside. You know, if you're starting, if you have a few wide receiver positions and a couple of flex positions in your dynasty league, you know, Alan Lazard could, could have some value still. Uh, last guy up we'll just do, you know, real quick before we dive into the tight ends real quick uh, DJ shark, you know, with Detroit last year, three big games down the stretch has a thousand yard season, but he's missed 21 games over the last three years. You know, mm-hmm. this guy is an elite athlete, uh, you know, 4 4 40-yard four, dash, 97% speed score. Uh, you know, this guy will pro- is going to, you know, not, not extremely productive, but a guy who actually commands a good amount of money in free agency just for the fact of what he, you know, does downfield, know how he opens up the offense. Rumored to potentially could come back to Detroit, but uh, Jamison Williams kind of fits in the same mold as him. So, you know, it might not behoove Detroit to bring back both guys, you know, considering mm-hmm. that they kind of do the same thing. Um, Ravens and Cowboys I also saw as potential destinations as well any of those mm-hmm. intrigue you or do you have a favorite
1: I like Myers over Chark with the Ravens again I just think he's a better fit for the offense okay. and what they do uh, who was the other one you had mentioned the Cowboys Cowboys Cowboys. that, that could be interesting that could be interesting because I'm not on the bike. I've I, you and I have discussed this before I'm not in the My, Michael Gallup uh bus I feel like he's going to get cut and that same amount of money could be just as well spent on DJ Chark I like that the teams that I wrote down are Uh, Chicago, obviously very hungry at the position. The Texans, I think that they will move on from Brandon Cooks and they'll have a big opening there. I think DJ Chark, uh, going back to that division, again, kind of poo-pooing on uh, the Jaguars a little bit where he didn't get the Ferris to shake. Uh, And then I have the Cardinals who are going to need to supplement, again, DeAndre Hopkins opening up and A.J. Green retiring as well. I feel like he kind of fits a little bit of what both of those guys can do, obviously at a much lesser level, but – what they need from that position to really open up the field. I think he could, you know, fill in well there.
0: I like, I I like that too. You know that would be interesting. You know, DJ sharks, not a guy, you know, probably on that wide receiver five territory in dynasty, maybe potential for a wide receiver four season. You know, if you have a lot Mm -hmm. of flex positions, DJ shark is an intriguing option. We saw, you know, he definitely had, you know, only play, you know, missed about seven, six, seven games in the middle of last season. But when he came back, he had some really strong performances. Um, we will finish up though with three tight ends, um, Leading off here, I have, you know, as one of my sleepers this offseason, you know, uh, Mike Jusecki. You know, and I think the story can just be told mm-hmm. in a couple of stats what happened to Mike Jusecki in 2022. Uh, he was 16th in snap in, uh, slot snaps last year after being first in 2021, second in 2020, and third in 2019. Route participation went from 79% in 2021 to just 56% last season. Uh, yeah, 29th in fantasy points per game last year so i think you know just that dolphins just you know the way that the offense shifted he was not going to be used in he they, they wanted to use him they wanted george kettle mike mcdaniels wanted a you know somebody who's blocking out there who who does a little bit of everything mike josecki is a receiving tight end not mm-hmm. much of a blocker uh but he is a free agent he you know this is you know he's an elite athlete you know in almost every metric you know mike josecki does very well so you know, he's somebody who we, in fantasy, you know, when looking at tight, the tight end position, you know, you know, generally the athletes that are producing, you know, for fantasy purposes, a tight end, you know, there are some exceptions with Dalton Schultz and Pat Friar but for the most part, you're looking for those elite athletes. And Mike Gesicki is one of those players, uh, potential destinations, uh, the Panthers. And I really like uh, the giants, you know, getting uh, Daniel wow. Jones, another fast receiving option, kind of, you know, and that Evan Ingram mold, maybe that he uses, uh, Hopefully, he's used a bit more, though. So, do you have any potential uh, destinations? You, you see Mike Giusecki having any kind of bounce-back season this year?
1: i got to ask you first, though. Do you have a third option written down? I did not have a third option written down. Well, I have three written down, and my first two were Giants and Carolina. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. go. Yeah, on the, on the same page here. I mean, it's a very thirsty position right now in the NFL. Like, pretty much every team other than the Vikings could take a tight end in the NFC North right now. Detroit just lost Hawkinson to the Vikings. The Bears need somebody uh, with Cole Kement. Uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, they need somebody other than Bob Tanyan. Uh, I like the Giants. I like the Carolina. Both are needy. Both are thirsty at the position. Both have some cap to spend. The third team that I wrote down, uh, it sounds like Hayden Hurst might be a potential cap casualty. I like the Bengals. Uh, I think that that they might be able to get him at a discount if they have to somehow say goodbye to T. Higgins and they bring back... Uh, Tyler Boyd, Gaseki and Chase, uh, that, that might not be so bad. You know, it yeah. might not be so bad. And I like that. The Bengals are at the sixth highest cap right now. Kind of random. I didn't think they were that high. So they could, They I don't think they'll be aggressive, but I think that they could get him at a, at a friendlier contract coming well, the in. With Bengals, a so the offense. Bengals
0: are about to spend all that money and they won't, unfortunately, be acquiring any new players for it either. <laughs> yeah.
1: That so makes we'll- sense. They, I mean, I mean, they've had they've had the the mold to make runs in back to back years. So I would yeah, yeah keep doing and, what, they're, keep they're, going with what you got.
0: And the, you know this will be this will be the Bengals. Even if they sign everybody this year, it's still just going to be extensions. So the Bengals will mm-hmm. have this season to you know kind of in that cheat code, not paying Joe Burrow, not paying Jamar Chase, not paying T Higgins. You know that's the benefit of drafting very well, you know, so they, they Mm -hmm. earned it. They, you know, they drafted very well and they don't have to pay their young talent quite a bit, but it is just around the corner. And that'll start kicking in likely in 2024 a bit. Um, Next up I have here is Dalton Schultz. Unlike, unlike the other two that we're talking about today, Dalton Schultz is not a great athlete. Uh, 16th in a dot 30th in target separation, you know, but he is entering the prime of his career. Um, you know, I always tend to think that, especially for a guy like Dalton Schultz, the best bet, you know, the best thing for his fantasy value would be to return to the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. However, you know, I was, you know, as I was doing prep for the show and kind of reading the, the recent tea leaves, it is suggested that the Cowboys are unlikely to sign Dalton Schultz again. But I still think they've you know, got like no money, you know, the, yeah, the things always change, though. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But uh, mm-hmm. the Cowboys are a potential destination. Colts as well. I've seen mentioned that could be, you know, depending on who's a quarterback. And of course, uh, the most likely kind of one right now, the kind of linked is to the Chargers due to the Kellen Moore connection, who's their new offensive yeah. coordinator, um, you know, potentially giving Justin Herbert another target to throw to. You, you cringed at all those options. You know,
1: so just following Kellen Moore to the Chargers, like, I mean, you and I, we do not work in the NFL, but Gerald Everett or Dalton Schultz, go.
0: Okay, all right. I, 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 I'm not going to agree with you here. I I would definitely say Dalton Schultz. I mean, I, oh, really? Okay. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. I, absolutely. I, I mean,
1: you, we just got done saying he wasn't an athlete. Like you look at Gerald Everett, dude's an athlete. Like, I mean, oh, Gerald but, Everett, yeah. Gerald Everett, closer playing to wide receiver than Dalton Schultz, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, but I mean, at some point production has to come into it. Dalton Schultz been good. Now I do I have compared it. Yeah, to but awesome. Gerald
1: Everett's been buried on his rosters. Like he hasn't had a he hasn't had a fair shake as like a top target he, like, on his team.
0: Last, last year he kind of got a fair shake. I mean, it, Mike Mike Williams and Keenan Allen missed significant portions last it's season. It's true. It's
1: true. And. Um,
0: and, you know, Dalton Schultz has been, you know, he deserves the benefit of the doubt. He has been, productive. I compare it to Austin Hooper, though. I do agree. You know, he was like, you know, when Austin Hooper left the Falcons, when he mm-hmm. left the Falcons, he, I think what he had a huge season with the Falcons, uh, you know, at least he had he, a huge he, he, season.
1: And then, yeah,
0: nothing. So this is kind of what I'm talking about. Possession tight end, not a great athlete. Um, right. So I could see, I don't know if I see him taking that big of a fall, but
1: uh, yeah, I, I just, would take... I just feel like with this market right now, like why, I just don't know why you would want to follow Kellen Moore. It's just, again, a unilateral move. You don't know what that offense will look like. I mean, even if they got off of Keenan Allen and Gerald Everett, you're still going to have Austin Eckler there demanding the ball, every other touch. They would still go out and get – other weapons it wouldn't be like he would be the top guy i just i just don't like following kellen more that's that's the only part that i where
0: where where would you see like where would get you excited for dalton schultz next season
1: i would again anywhere in the nfc north bro it's wide open those teams have money they'll pay you like the lions have a big need the bears have a big need the packers have a big need um i mean shit we go around the whole league i mean you could throw him in with Dawson Knox in Buffalo as a double tight end set. If you want to buy in on the Kansas City Chiefs, someone's got to replace Travis Kelsey in a couple of years. Another, another team where I could see double tight end sets being like the new thing again. Uh, I don't love Logan Thomas with the commanders. Again, like these are situations where, again, like there is a tight end there, but I think that he could be better than what they have or at least be another weapon in the offense. Uh, okay. gosh, I'm just, I'm just, running around the board here. Uh, don't hate the Broncos either. Obviously Greg Dulcich—he's going to be a sophomore, still a little that, bit younger.
0: That, that would be somewhere I would not want to touch if I was Dalton Schultz. I don't know if he wants that smoke trying to go up against Greg Dulcich uh, in on the depth chart.
1: I um, mean, don't get me wrong. What, what we've seen Sean Payton do with the tight end position is, is pretty damn good. i Jimmy Graham. So give me we'll any see. athlete down there.
0: Yeah, like I said, yeah, that's a different class of athlete, though. So, I, I, I you know, we'll see. He's probably, you know, he's going to chase that money, I'm sure. Um, So, it'll be dependent on who wants to pay him. But there there will be a market, you know, anytime you test free agency and you, you're a good player, you know, you'll get paid by somebody likely. So, mm-hmm. good for him nonetheless. And last up, the last player we'll be talking about today is uh, Evan Ingram. You know, this is back to it, elite athlete. 100th percentile on the 40-yard dash, 97th percentile speed score, 87th Mm -hmm. percentile burst score, 90th percentile agility, 93rd catch radius. I mean, in the 90th to high 80s in every uh, category. Not a spring chicken anymore, though. 29 years old in 2023. Number one slot slot snaps last year. uh, Relished in the role with Jacksonville. You know, uh, Mm -hmm. know, had some issues with drops, maybe a little bit toward the beginning of the season, but uh, really came on strong at the end of the year. Uh, but man, he was, he had a great, he was the tight end five this last season, tight end five in 2017 his rookie season. A lot of middling injured injury rid, riddled years, poor production for a few years there.
1: Right.
0: But yeah, uh, yeah. He's free agent this year discussed. He wants to come back. Trevor Lawrence is petitioning for him to return to Jacksonville, but we will, uh we will see Calvin Ridley probably in a Jacksonville uniform this year as well. So mm-hmm. that clouds up the target situation a little bit. Um, I didn't really have another, you know, I haven't, you know, I was trying to dive in try to find another option for Evan Ingram. You know, not one hasn't emerged for him yet, but you know, some of the options we've discussed already, like you said, the NFC North will be tight end hungry. You know, do you have any, any, you know, I know you're going to say that the NFC North and all those, you know, would be great fits for him. Probably any other potential destinations.
1: I didn't put those teams down for him just because again, I'd I'd kind of already listed them. I knew that we were going to run through them. So of course they should be on the table as well. Uh, Bears have a ton of cap if they want to spend money on them. I don't think that they will. Uh, I have down the Jags returning. I think that's the best scenario. It's a very deep talent group. You're going to be playing again alongside Christian Kirk, who you're already comfortable with this past season. You have both. I don't know if, if Marvin Jones is coming back, but you still have Zay Jones there. You're adding Calvin Ridley. You have Travis Etienne. It's a great, great offense to be a part of, and he doesn't have to be, you know, like this, like big, like concentration on the on the defense, right? Like he doesn't have to be accounted for with any severity. So I don't think that he should go to a team where he's going to be more exposed to, uh, to more coverage. So I went with the Cowboys and the Seahawks behind the Jaguars if he does not return. Cowboys, Lord again, would be hungry from a Dalton Schultz exit. I would not hate if they cleared cap to, you know, to make a move on him or get a team-friendly deal. But again, in that situation, he would be more included and be more exposed uh, to de- defensive coverage. And then the Seahawks, I just thought was kind of Obviously, it's a downgrade at the quarterback from Trevor Lawrence to Geno Smith, but I felt like the comp was actually kind of comparable to the situation um, in Jacksonville because you have two really good receivers in Metcalf and Lockett. You have uh, a strong up and coming running back in Kenneth Walker, and then he would kind of be that next guy, you know? And he's a little bit, he's not like high exposure rate to the defense, but at the same time, like he would be kind of hidden behind those three heavy hitters. I think that would be a good fit there. And the season that we just saw from Geno Smith, um, his completion rate and how accurate he was, I think that that would be a good match for obviously a Evan Ingram who has been, you know, woeful. We'll say dropping the ball in the past.
0: Yes, that was an issue. And, you know, it did emerge last season too. So you know, there's always a risk. You know, especially with tight ends, that that was his best. We'll see from Evan Ingram, and you mm-hmm. know, I, it's going to be hard for him to do that again. Um, I, you know, I don't want to take the risk of nearly tight end five, but that's not really where he's going in draft. He's going okay. as a low tight end one. So, you know, I think that's yeah. properly ranked. So I'm, I'm fine getting some Evan Ingram. I think he's what tight end 10, maybe on underdog fantasy. So not a bad price tag around nine or 10 or so. So, but that that's it. We wrapped up the free agency period. You know, those are some of the bigger names. Obviously, there's a lot more intriguing fantasy options. And, you know, I'm here in Dynasty Fantasy Football Leagues. You will want to be paying close attention, you know, trying to uh, get a leg up on the rest of your league mates. So hopefully we gave you some actionable information. Um, But, yes. Be on the lookout for more content from SGPN. We'll be doing a lot of uh, rookie content this year. Of course, Dave Heilman's all over that on YouTube and everything, which, of course, if you wouldn't mind giving us a little subscribe, right? You know, writing a review, you know, giving us a rating, wherever you're listening to, we'd really appreciate it. Justin, you got anything going on this week?
1: No, no. Getting out articles. Uh, we're going to be hitting uh, March this week. So we got a couple of weeks here until uh, free agency kicks off um so yeah i'll be you know getting down doing some some chants and some yahweh stuff to you know bring on the good juju for uh for the bears
0: i yeah this is christmas for the bears you know it's been coming for a year you set up for this so enjoy it enjoy spending that money hopefully you get some nice players for justin fields to to work with uh number one pick in the draft too so yes of course this is a big off season for you uh I hope I hope it turns out well for you. I hope I hope you get a haul for the first for the first
1: pick. Uh, hopefully that'd be the ideal scenario for you. I'm sure. That would be. That would be. Uh, I wanted to ask you about uh, one of these trades. That oh I just yes, played. yes, I, got, I remember. You I, I got that. to ask you about uh, your Jalen Hurts check in. So I traded Jalen Hurts for okay. three firsts, uh, two seconds, okay. and two thirds.
0: What? Where? Where? The? What, what kind of firsts are we talking about? Uh,
1: 106. I already had the 104. All right. Uh, then the first are just next year like the following sub, sequential year so 2024 two, first tw- uh,
0: 2024 20, first or
1: 125
0: 124 125 106 one six okay and okay that is that's tough a
1: second, because a second this year a second next year uh third next year third 2025 thirds aren't really that important
0: it's close it's it's you know i i don't love always pushing like do i think i think in three years i think this this trade is gonna look good it's probably gonna look good for you i don't i don't like waiting that long for my return I, I don't typically you know what i mean i don't like you know 2025 is a long ways away still so you know 2025 off season i think you're gonna be like you know you look back and be like oh man i got a nice haul for jalen hurts but i don't like waiting two years for that so you know sure. i would want three firsts you know, if I got 224 first, I would be really mm-hmm. excited about this trade. You know, then, then I'd be like, Well, now we're cooking with gas. But, you know, that has me a little bit more thinking it's pretty even. That's pretty fair value for uh, Jalen Hurts. Um, uh, that's still, you know, you, you, you got a haul for him. So that's nice. You, you know, that 2024 first is going to be good. You know, 2025, I haven't read up on that class. I'm not familiar with the 2025 class particularly yet. Mm -hmm. so we will see, but, um,
1: this was, uh, this was my, my worst dynasty team. So I mentioned, I already had the one Oh four. That's the best pick that I had. And and honestly, this, this, uh, team in particular was kind of, uh, like an alt team. I've never, I never started the draft with two quarterbacks, uh, in a, a startup. I went like back to back Lamar Jackson, Jalen hurts. So I kind of like knew from the start, like, ah, this is going to be a project. You know, this is going to be kind of a wonky season because I didn't really get any of these top guys it's all i'll be i'll be all good it's a weird it's a weird league too like we have like two idp spots like just mm, two interesting it's kind of, yeah it's kind of weird but uh you know I, I caught some slack for it on the on the twitter machine no big deal but i just thought it was funny for the people that were just like it's not enough it's not enough like like bro like the perfect think- storm that people are like detailing is like five first round picks and three seconds and like, it's just not going to happen, but I, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, in the most perfect, ideal situation, yes, I would be able to target a team that has already acquired like at a massive accumulation of picks, right? Like I, that would be I, the most ideal situation. That just doesn't happen every, in every league.
0: I saw I sold Patrick Mahomes for four twenty three firsts and uh, and a second in one of my league leagues so, and uh,
1: so, in, so when this person said that, I, I shared my Patrick Mahomes acquirement trade. Let me pull it up here. Um, because that one, like, if, if they're saying that five firsts and three seconds for Jalen Hurts is, you know, adequate, then what I got getting, what I traded to get Derek Carr, I'm sorry, Derek Carr, what I traded to get uh, Mahomes, why can't I find it? Um, would have been an absolute steal. It was Derek Carr, it was Brees Hall, it was Tim Patrick, and then just like... Wow. Not important oh,
0: yeah. picks. Ugh. Oh man, that is rough. That, that That's yeah. a bad, that's a bad trade for whoever sold Patrick Mahomes for that. No, oh, no. ouch.
1: I'm trying to find it. I know it was like a first for next year, a second for next year, a third for next year, but it was like, I don't even think there was a first for this upcoming season.
0: I think, Like I said, the big issue I think people have with your trade is likely that, you know, that 25 first is so far away. You know, it's not necessarily bad value. Just that, you know, you have to wait a little while for that return. Right. So, uh, you know, and I don't I don't typically I I do ne- I don't like to touch my picks uh, farther than one year out. I don't like to trade my picks that are two years out. And I don't like to. I don't usually acquire like unless I was unless they're looking to acquire a player that I don't really care about. And I think it's a bargain right. selling him for a first round pick. And they're just they're willy nilly throwing away their first picks or something like that. I typically don't acquire picks that future out either. But
1: uh, yeah, here it is. So it was Carr, Tim Patrick. Brees Hall, obviously, like the best asset in the trade for sure. Brees Hall. And then a, a 2023 20, second, a 2023 20, third. That's mm-hmm. it. That's bad. And then bad a 2024
0: 20, first, 2024 20, second, 2024 20, third. Like mind blown. Yeah, that's, that's two quarters, a couple dimes, a few nickels, and five yeah, pennies.
1: That's what I'm saying. Everyone always wants to call it out. There was uh, last year I did, I traded Joe Burrow and what was it two seconds for Patrick Mahomes two firsts and Leonard Fournette
0: wait what yeah wait what wait what yeah repeat what you just said to me
1: Joe Burrow two seconds okay for my Patrick Mahomes two firsts and Leonard or I'm sorry other way around I got I got Burrow and Leonard Fournette two firsts Okay, I gave up Patrick Mahomes in two seconds. Uh, that, that's I that's where I was just
0: like, I was like, repeat what you just said to me. I was just like, I was just like, you you got, I was like, you stole Burrow for Mahomes plus? I was just like, I was like, hold on. Well, all I got right, two first round picks.
1: Sense. I got a running back and I got Burrow and that's in a 20 team league. So okay. like, that's like those, that those picks were a little bit more valuable. That
0: makes sense. Okay. All right. Now. All right. I just like, I was freaking out. I was like, wait a minute. Burrows was worth more than Mahomes at one point. Like, okay. All right. All right. he fine.
1: was apparently to this guy. <laughs>
0: Um, that's crazy, but yeah, good for you. Um, with that, we will end it, though. Um, it was fantastic being joined by Justin again. We will be back next Sunday talking about something I haven't decided yet, but it'll be sub- it'll be pertinent to the Dynasty offseason. You can count on that. So we will see you then. Have I guess a it'll great be uh, the Combine. Combine, yes, that's it. That's it. That's what we're talking about next week because that's what's <laughs> happening this week. Combine, I lose track of time. Here we go. Combine next week. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you soon, okay? Thank you so much.
1: Take care.